Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, April 20th. Hard to believe this month is flying by. But uh, yesterday was, uh, well, a give back day, right? We're giving back some points from, uh, from the week before when we had some, uh, some, some returns that uh, were record setting last week. But this week, giving back some of those numbers, Dave and I will talk about that and more. Um, coming up here just a few minutes to see kind of what's happening in terms of the futures this morning. So, but before we do that, let me just remind you of a couple things. One is how important it is to have a written retirement income plan. And, and I'm going to say probably 70 to 90% of the folks I sit down with don't even have a, a clue of what we're talking about when it says a written retirement income plan. Very important. The closer you get to retirement, to have one of those things in place. The second thing is, is risk. How much risk do you have in your portfolio? We talk about that a lot here on the show, both every day with Dave and on the weekend show, because there's only one thing that any of us can control. One thing, risk. How much risk do you have in your portfolio? You need to know that number for your own well-being. Give us a call at 863 382 0037 to find out what your risk number is. Hey, Dave's coming up next. Looking forward to conversation about some earnings. Um, no economic numbers today, but uh, we'll hash out uh, some other things coming up next. 105.7 Light FM. Why am I whispering? Because, well, the song is. So I'm joining in. Good morning. It's 8.40 now, 20 before 9. Besides, I had some bagels stuck in my teeth and I needed to pause for a minute. Time to check in on your money and see what's going on on Wall Street. It's kind of an off day yesterday. Semi-strange, as a matter of fact. Let's head down chat with Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler and see if we can sort this mess out. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today. Um, you know, yesterday was definitely a give-back day. The question is, are we going to continue giving back today or can we maybe find a little green ink somewhere? Yeah, it was one of those days, you know, where it wasn't catastrophic. I mean, the Dow was down 123. Standard & Poor's was down 22. NASDAQ did pull back almost a full percent, down 138. But, I mean, you know, it wasn't falling off the edge of the earth. It just kind of indicates uh, an unsettled attitude out there. And probably the COVID news uh, is giving us that little bit of unsettlement. I mean, you know, Michigan's governor says, yeah, I'd shut the place back down, except the legislature made it impossible. Portland, Oregon, and the rest of that state is doing perpetual mask orders now. Uh, we aren't out of the woods yet by any measure, are we? No, no, we're not. You know, that continues to be an issue. Um, our numbers are are still, you know, above what they want. They, they want us to be at 5%. Um, uh, a rate, and we're, I think I saw this morning, 7.6 or 7.5, something like that. And our hospitalizations are going up even here in Florida. So, so we are seeing that be an issue. And every time that it starts to, to move that direction, that brings some uncertainty to a lot of the industries that we have out there. The travel industry is really getting hammered uh, hard this morning uh, because of some of those, those things that we see in the, in the news. Yeah, that's true. Highlands County is kind of a microcosm of that down the line. Yeah, we're getting better, but we are still continuing to uh, lose more people, killed four more people over the weekend of the county from the bug, and we're well over 8,000 cases here, and that 
curve upward has not stopped. It's not, you know, going up by hundreds a day like it was for a little while in there, but we kind of are a microcosm at that point. We're out of the woods yet, and caution is still in order, and that really screws up the stocks that are dependent upon a reopening happening. Well, it, it really is. And it just goes to show that, you know, we more and more folks get vaccinated. And so what do they do? They let their guard down because the vaccination doesn't mean you won't get it. I mean, I was listening to a news report this morning where a pediatrician uh, over in the St. Pete, Tampa area had been fully vaccinated for several months and uh, and ended up getting um, uh, COVID. So uh, a milder case, but still um, it doesn't mean that you won't get it. It just means that hopefully you won't end up in the hospital. Absolutely. And still coming in contact with it, even fully vaccinated. I've told the story two and a half weeks after I was fully vaccinated, that phrase, uh, I came in contact with a lady that got it. I kind of started watching my temperature real carefully. And it's obvious that I had the bug a little bit because my temperature went up by about a degree and a half. And then the virus kicked in or the vaccine kicked in and I went right back down to normal. It doesn't mean we're completely incapable of carrying the bug, even if we're immune to getting the disease ourselves. Uh, that's right. And so we get lax because uh, we're all tired of, of going through all this stuff. But um, it's still somewhat necessary at this point just to try to keep our numbers down. Exactly. And uh, some of the states are being a little less than careful. And Michigan might be the poster child at the moment because they've been kind of going through the roof of late. And that messes with the brains of people that are worried about the uh, worried about what goes on and uh, what their stocks are going to do. About the only real tidbit I got news wise, you and I made observation yesterday morning that, uh, you know, that the real the government reports are really not going to start until we hit Wednesday at earliest. So we're dependent upon earnings season and tidbits to drive us. The covid unrest, obviously part of it. Lead story on one of my tickers this morning was OMG. Ted Nugent got the bug which kind of is one of the leaders of the anti-vax, anti-mask brigade, which might make a few people sit up and take notice. Uh, and it could, maybe. You know, when somebody popular like that uh, does come back, comes down with it, it gives some uh, credibility to, yes, it does exist. It, it, you can get it. Um, and, and that kind of leads me to, you know, we talk about volatility a little bit before we get into earnings. Um, and we see the futures are sliding again this morning, Again, because of the renewed virus worries, but I also in the same article I was reading, um, I'll, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but it's a quote that I found quite interesting. Uh, the gentleman's name is Marios Hydrogenko. Um, and so uh, uh, one of the his quote in this article was optimism is running very high and earnings outlooks has likely been priced to perfection at these levels. So anything less than absolute stellar results might be seen as a negative surprise. So um, that could be some of what we're seeing in the marketplace today, the, the coronavirus along with, um, you know, not everything's coming up roses when it comes to earnings. Yeah, absolutely. And when, when you told me about that before we went on the air, that that actually makes sense to me on the grounds that you and I have both been kind of going, what? Scratching our heads you know, over the overall run-up on the indexes over the last week or so. And it could very well be really high expectations for earnings season, and even the slightest disappointment uh, gives us the chance of, uh, well, I won't even say the word correction necessarily, but at the very least a little bit of backpedaling. That would actually make some sense. That among the few columnists that come through uh, both of our news tickers actually makes more sense than most of the ones that you and I run across. 
It really does. And because that's really some of the only explanation you can really come up with in terms of what's happening in the marketplace. Understood. Um, Talking about earnings season, probably the lead in the bunch because they've been at the top of the news and they happen to have reported their quarterly earnings as well and kind of dovetail off of our conversation about COVID. It's our friends from Johnson & Johnson. They put out their report this morning, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And it was some good news. They uh, <clears throat> they beat by about 25 cents a share, came in at $2.59, uh, better than expected revenue beat forecast. Um, obviously, their, their vaccine has helped. Uh, pharmaceutical sales helped. They, they had a rebound in their medical device sales as well. Um, so a lot of good news. It's not helping them get over the issues with the vaccine yet, though. Uh, they're trading uh, down uh, not quite a half a percent yet. And that still amazes me. I still maintain, I think the government was a little bit of an overreaction as far as pulling it completely and scaring the pants out of all of us. Well, that, that's well, that's true. Uh, opinion, opinion. But but I, I, I believe that, that, you know, hey, I, I saw somebody today on the news say, you know, a normal uh, death rate, you know, would be one in 10 million. Um, and, and so this is pretty close. You know, we're, we're not too far off of that deal as far as a normal issue. So um, they may have blown it up a little bit too much. Uh, there's yeah, possibility awesome. on that. Other sectors of the economy we got reports on as well, and I gather we've got some good news coming out of them as well, huh? We do. Auto Nation reported the auto retailer. Um, they beat by uh, a little over a, or not quite a dollar a share. Uh, revenue top forecast. Get this: same store sales were up 27 percent from a year ago. Um, What's all? What's all this rumor about supply chain problems and getting cars to sell? Doesn't sound like they were having any major problems. It, it, it really doesn't, does it? But uh, but they uh, and maybe this used car market that helped them. I, I don't know, but they're going to open up at a new fifty-two week high this morning. Uh, right now is ninety-nine dollars and seventy-one cents, which is up two point two percent from yesterday's close. That's good news all the way around. Then we had a popular name, uh, you know, died in blue. IBM, uh, oh. they yeah, they came in, they reported earnings uh, $1.77, which was about 14 cents ahead of ex expectations. Revenue was ahead too. Um, they saw strong growth, uh, actually the strongest growth they've seen in more than two years um, within, within their cloud uh, computing unit actually did most of the gains for them. So uh, they're uh, not quite at their 52-week high, but up 2.4% this morning, Dave. Uh, that's uh, some good news for them. They needed some good news. They, they've been struggling the last year or two. Um, they really did. They're, they're a textbook example of a company that's had to basically completely redefine itself in recent years. And it begins to sound like maybe they've succeeded. They, well, at least it looks like it right now. As more and more people work from home, cloud computing becomes even more and more important. So, And, and having a good name like IBM that you've heard of and trust um, has, has got to lend some credence to their business plan. Uh -huh. um, we have Procter & Gamble reported. Uh, they, they beat by seven cents a share. Revenue uh, topped as well. Um, they're still seeing strong demand for their cleaning products. Um, so that's, uh, that's been good. The other thing is they're fixing to raise prices, Dave, which I'm afraid we're going to start seeing more and more of that um, to the um, mid to high single digit percentage increase there. Uh, they are okay. trading. Yeah, they are trading down eight tenths of a percent this morning. 
given the fact that they provide the sundries that are in the, basically everybody's market basket, whether it's their brand or not, that probably indicates on one company alone an indication of the CPI. It, it, it does. It does raise raise some concerns about some inflation. Um, so two, uh, let's look at two things that haven't done quite so well. Um, one of them I expected, United Airlines, uh, they lost uh, 42 cents more than expected. They lost $7.50 a share. Um, their revenue slightly below estimates. Uh, they had higher fuel costs, and then they're still fighting the whole demand issue from COVID-19. Um, so they are trading down a little over 3.5% this morning before we get going. Did they, then, say anything, they say anything about guidance on United? They they did not. They they gave okay. they did not like Delta. Delta gave some guidance. Yeah. Um, they uh, well, I, I take that back. It does say they do plan. They anticipate. They anticipate. We all plan. They anticipate return to profitability later this year. <laughs> didn't Thanks, help their God. stock price though. Didn't help their stock price. Hey, so, we might make money later on. <laughs> that's right. That's what we all say, right? Um, yeah, really. So the other loser I have for you today, and this one just, um, I read the report, it makes sense, Xerox. Hmm. Xerox missed by eight cents a share, uh, revenue that was above forecast. Um, and they said they they seen a, a continued impact from offices being closed. So, hey, if the office is closed, you don't have to service the copier. Uh, you don't need a new one, you know, because you don't, you don't need to go out and buy a new one because nobody's at the office working right now. So, so that uh, kind of makes sense as I read that. They're trading down uh, a little over 1.8% this morning. All right. Yeah, that actually does seem explicable because Xerox has not really been one of the companies that's gotten into the uh, uh, the home adaptation of, uh, of, of office work either. Uh, resetting the table for the morning off day yesterday on Wall Street, just a third to a half a percent on the two mainline indexes. NASDAQ, on the other hand, lost the better part of a full percent yesterday. 45 minutes before we open, which way are we heading this morning, Philip? It's unfortunately uh, a lot of red. We have uh, the S&P 500 down about four-tenths. Uh, we got the Dow Jones 30 down four-tenths. The, the NASDAQ's down about a third of a percent right now. And small cap, the Russell 2000 is down about a half a percent. So <clears throat> everything's definitely in the red. We're seeing the VIX actually jump up about one and a half percent this morning. We've got uh, on the commodity side, we do have silver heading up today, uh, a little over a third of a percent. Gold um, down almost a tenth of a percent. And then crude oil up almost a half a percent this morning. Again, Dave, $63.70 a barrel. Well, poop, actually, looking at 64 within range there. Uh, world markets, everybody's off by a little bit, mostly off of the momentum we were showing yesterday. The uh, Asian rim markets, uh, tenths to a third of a percent. Ditto over in Europe midway through their day, although they're going down a little faster. Most of those indexes are down by more than 1% today. Philip, we need some advice to make sure our retirement is secure, whether things go up or go down. How do I find you to get that advice? Then give us a call at 863-382-0037 for a financial x-ray to determine exactly how much risk they have in the current portfolio. Uh, check out our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And back here again tomorrow morning on Light FM with up-to-the-minute information. Philip, thank you so much, and we'll catch you then, all right? 
All right, man. You have a great day. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler from the pit. Hey, folks, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, I hope your day is off to a great start. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Until then, be well. Bye now.